Come on, let's just give God the best praise we have. Hallelujah. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. Come on, let's say it again, y'all. Yeah. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, lift your hands and say it this time. Everybody say, We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. 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 If you are able, you stand for the reading of the word from 2nd Kings again chapter 4 2nd Kings chapter 4 beginning at verse 12 then he said to Gehazi his servant call this Shunammite woman when he had called her she stood before him and he said to him Say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all of this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when at the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. This is the word of God for the people of God. And everybody said, thanks be to God. You may be seated. God, we bless your name. We ask that you bless the word. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord. By the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in yours. In Jesus' name, amen. I have been uh, working through and you have been working through this idea of favor for the beginning of this year. And uh, I have thematically pressed the claim that God wants to give us favor. And so once again, I come back to that claim that I believe that God wants to extend in your life this year. And I do believe that this is the year of the Lord's manifested favor. And this is the eighth iteration of this sermon this year which means I really believe it. 
They haven't all been from the same text, but they've all been on the same theme. I've looked at this in several different ways, and I've talked about it several different ways, but this morning, I'm really interested in the fact that I actually believe that you have been blessed and you can cause God's favor to be in your life, and God is willing to bless you with his favor. I don't know about many of you, but some of you will remember from 1985 to 1987, there was a television series called Stingray. Some of you remember that. Had that slick black Stingray. Look, the main mysterious character was played by Nick Mancuso, and he went by the name of Ray. And Ray drove that black 1965 Corvette Stingray. Some of you older saints might remember him or the car, but in case you don't, just watch this intro. You'll get it right here. You'll get it. Here it is. I know some of you old heads in here know exactly what I'm talking about. What was interesting about that show was that if you needed him, this mysterious individual would be there for your call. Now the payment was simple. You owed him one favor. You could not deny the favor. You could not say, I'll do it on another day. You owed him one favor. It was kind of clear that he was probably some kind of CIA, ex-military person, whatever he was, he could become and impersonate anyone. But if you owed him a favor, he would call it in at strategic times. In one occasion on one show, he impersonates a surgeon. He acts like he's a doctor. When it's time to perform the surgery, he slips out. And a doctor who he has been, has helped in one time in the past, goes in and actually does the surgery for the individual. <laughs> what was interesting is, you owed him a favor. In this case, as we look at this text today, it is not a matter of her being owed a favor or her being asking for one that wants a favor to come to her. Instead, this woman in Shunem lives her life to the best she can. Now the Bible gives us this description of her. The Bible says to us that this woman was a notable woman. In one, one translation, it says she was a wealthy woman. Another says she was a leading lady. She was somebody in her community. And what took place was that every so often, the prophet of God would come by. 
And he would leave the area of the prophets and he'd walk through Shunem on his way to do ministry. And she would see him come through there. And she then stopped him one day, said, come over here and, and, and have a dinner at my house. I don't want you walking like this. I, I think that there's something I should be able to do to speak and bless your life. I, I don't know about you, but I thought I would tell you this. You have the power to activate and accelerate and even aim favor into your life. No, 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 let me, you, didn't, you didn't get it that way. Let me do it over here. You have the power to trigger favor into your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can actually get God to bless you, and you don't even have to ask for the blessing. In other words, there is a way in which when God sees what his believers are doing and how they conduct themselves that God desires to bless you because you know when I was a kid y'all don't know this one some of y'all are just too young to, to know old church songs but old church song was you can't be God given no matter how you try the more you give the more he gives to you, just keep on giving because what? It's really true that you can't be. In other words, the, the song tried to demonstrate and teach us that God was not going to be given more than. You're not going to outperform his generosity because the generosity of God exceeds the capacity of my humanity. And here is an idea that God is getting ready to do something. Look again. Hear the woman from Shunem. She's there. She's living a life. And in truth, she doesn't need anything from the prophet to live the life she currently is living. She living large. She has a house. She has a wonderful place. She has means. She has money or, or the coin of the day. She has a good husband. So by all means, she doesn't have any reason to get involved with blessing this prophet. There's no reason to call him in. Matter of fact, It'll mess up my day if I bring him in here. Now somebody got to cook, and then when he eats, somebody got to clean up. It, it, I don't have no time for all that foolishness. I got things to do. I can be in my social club. I, I can go down and fellowship with other people. But, but there's something about if you want to trigger favor in your life, that you can trigger favor by your attentiveness. Oh, y'all yeah, didn't get that. In other words, when I see a need of someone else, my seeing the need may be that God has exposed something to me that I'm supposed to work on to be up. Well, y'all missed that. Y'all missed. In other words, the reason I saw the gap was that God wanted me to stand in the gap. Now, now, some of y'all see a gap. All you want to do is talk about the gap. I can't believe they left a gap right there. I can't believe that situation going on right there. I can't believe it looked like somebody should have fixed this up. If you saw it, it may have been that God exposed it to you so that you could feel it. Don't 
talk about it, be about it. Here she is. She is attentive enough that when she sees him, she says, he must be hungry. He'd been walking all day. That's at least a 20-mile walk. He must be hungry. At the very least I could do is to feed him. He must be hungry. The very least I could do is to try to support his ministry. But if that's not good enough, watch this, verse 8 and 9. Go back with me in the text for a moment. Verse 8 says, Now it happened one day that Elijah went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often, look at that. He didn't just stop one day. But whenever he was passing by, y'all stay with me, he would turn there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. I, I want to help somebody. This is going to bless your socks off. Look, stop looking for the bad and start looking to see the good in other people. Preach wise, I'm trying to. Listen, when she looked at him, she could see that there was something about him that was holy. Now, now, now you got to understand something. The text refers to just Elisha. And the text talked about, I saw him walking. But what we know for certain is that the prophet never walked alone. Because just like Elijah, he has his own servant with him. And he now walks with his servant. And as he's walking with the servant with him, so when she feeds him, she also feeds those that are with him. She blesses his life. She is attentive to his need. And in the midst of her attentiveness, there's something about how she blesses. Y'all missed that one over somebody's head. Can I help somebody here? How you do a thing is as important as what you do. Let me walk over this side over here. How you do it is as important as what you do. Let, let me do it another way. You can trigger favor by your attitude. Come on, church, I'm about to preach up in here. How, what do you mean, Reverend? You, look, her spirit, her attitude was, I see holiness. I want to bless this man of God. I see something good going on here. I want to extend my hospitality to him. I see something happening in him. And my attitude is, let me be a blessing to him. Now, I know some of y'all don't get this right here, but, but let me help you right now. You have to know that. When your attitude is right, you could bring a glass of water and it will taste like they just got the best water from Fiji or Baja or any kind of Poland spring. It will taste so good just because the spirit that brought the water, y'all missed that went over your head. But you can serve filet mignon on a plate and if the attitude is wrong, it won't even chew right. You can't even break down the fat or break down the meat because you're so upset. Let me help somebody here. Sometimes what we're looking for, we have the power to trigger it just by the attitude we put forward. 
Okay. I'm getting I'm going somewhere with this. Look at, look at, look at how, look at her attitude. Her attitude was, okay, I know we fed him. I know we did that, but, but he needs somewhere to stay. I, I was blessed. I understand the spirit of hospitality here because over 30 years ago, y'all know how long I've been here. Uh, when I first came to Shiloh as a single pastor, uh, Mr. Washington and, and, and Miss Babe Washington, Mother Washington, they allowed me to come and I lived in their house for the first few months. They gave me a key. Come in this door right here. You can go up here to the room. They had provided me a beautiful room with a king-size bed and a private bathroom attached to it. And then across the hall from this room was another room was a family gathering space and it had a large television in it and a small refrigerator in there. You can just get what you want out of the refrigerator and sit down and, and enjoy. So I would, I would be able to come up after class. I was finishing my last semester there at Yale and I would come up after class and I could go there to that apartment there, that, that place within their house and I could stay there and rest as I prepared for Sunday morning. I, I had the hospitality that, that blessed me, that was there for me, that was saying, come on Reverend, you, you're young right now but we see some promise in you so come on in here. We don't know what you're going to be but we see promise in you. Come, come on into my house and let me feed you at my table. Let me sleep you in my bed. Y'all ain't got that yet. Because see, you ought to have an attitude that says, I see something in your future. I don't know what I see, but I see God going to do something and I want to be a partner. I was, uh, I just got a, uh, an email the other day from a new, new friend of mine, a new bishop friend. Uh, and, uh, I call him a new friend because I didn't know him in advance before we got together. So several years ago, one of our members, and since I didn't ask him, I won't tell his whole testimony nor his name, but he'll know I'm talking about him. One of our members had invited a Nigerian bishop to come here. And so my brother Nigerian bishop showed up in Connecticut and he had a lunch for us and we, we were there at this house and then we were having lunch, my wife and I were there, this wonderful bishop, and we're fellowshipping, we're having a good time. And the reason I thought about it is he just inboxed me to the uh, Shiloh Facebook site, and uh, he wanted to know if I remember. Of course I couldn't forget him, but I remember something that he probably forgot. So he inboxed me, and I want to be talking with him, and just wonderful guy. We, we got together, we're at this couple's home, beautiful home, outstanding. We, we, we go get ready to pray, and we're praying. We're praying. We're going to pray at the end of this meal. We've had this wonderful Nigerian meal. Sis cooked, she threw down that day. I'm talking about she threw down. I know my, my dear sister Marie over there. She can make some Jamaican food, make you want to holler. Throw up both your hands. You come out, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, let me say something. She, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. She threw down. She made that meal like you wouldn't believe. So we ate, my wife and I, we there with Bishop there. So we get ready to pray. And the Bishop looks at me, I look at the Bishop, we look at each other, and we both want to pray about something. But I ain't saying nothing. Bishop says, he looks at me, 
and he prays, we finish praying. And we finish the prayer, Bishop said, I hear the sound of the pitter-patter of feet. Now mind you, the couple had no children. I don't know if they were trying, but I hope they were getting good practice. Listen, they had no children. And we didn't know anything about that. Bishop said, I hear the sound of the pitter-patter of feet. I can't take credit for this. We then prayed at that moment. Let me, can I preach this one more thing? See, when you have blessed, you can't help but get a blessing. You can't send it out and not have God bring it back in. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm getting ready to trigger my next blessing. Okay. Because see, I see y'all still don't have, to have me right there. So let me, let me give you the last point of the sermon. You can trigger favor by your actions. It's not just my attitude, but it's what I do. It's my action. Here it is. When, when Elijah looked at her, I'll come back to my other story. When, when, when Elijah looks at her, she's blessed there. Now here's what she says to her husband. Let's build a room. Her husband says, you sure? At least that's what I would have said. So he, it's not in the text. It's just implied in manhood. That's just, <laughs> listen, here, here it is. She, 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 they built a room for him. And after they built a room, they look around. Because see, attentiveness goes both ways. And what Elijah says in the next verse is powerful. Because he calls and he wants to know, is there anybody that you need a favor from that I can use my favor with to get you favor from them? Y'all missed it? He said, do you need something from the king? Do you need something from the commander of the army? Who is it that you need? Because they need me. And I have favor that I don't need from them. But I'm willing to give you my favor so that you can get your need met. So what do you need? Because I'm going to extend my favor to you. What do you need? I'm getting ready to bless you. What do you need? Y'all ain't got that just yet. He says, in my flesh. Y'all watch this now. In my flesh. Because of my spirit, I've got favor in the earth realm that I'm willing to cover you with in the earth realm because in my flesh, I have favor as well as in my spirit. I know that went over some of y'all here. In other words, I can have favor with a man. It ain't necessarily that I got to pray to God about this. I could call in a favor. Are you following me? So I'm willing to extend the favor of my flesh. And, and uh, she says, I need you to understand something. I don't need anything in the flesh. I live among my own people 
and I am satisfied in my flesh. And he looks at her and he talks to her because God said, we need a conference now. Because I need to know what does this woman need so that I can speak into her life the way she just blessed me. I did say attentiveness, didn't I? I did say attitude and I said action. Y'all stay with me again. Because what he's doing now is he's functioning in attentiveness because he's looking to see where is the gap that I can fill it. See, if you knew what to shout, you'd be ready to run all over this church. Look at somebody say, neighbor, God's paying attention to the holes in my life. He's getting ready to fill the gap. You better know when it's time to run up in here. Listen, look at somebody tell him he's getting ready to fill the gap. Notice the attentiveness, but notice his attitude. His attitude is that I won't keep on taking without giving something back. You can't bless me without me wanting to bless you. I won't keep on getting without giving something back. Where can I give it back? How can I bless them? What can I do for them? What can I give to them? They need a blessing. And he said, I need to know what's missing. God's servant looks at him and says, sir, I can tell you what's missing. There's no pitter-patter of feet around here. And there's no pitter-patter of feet. And uh, her husband is getting old. Now, y'all stay with me for a moment. Because uh, this, this is not necessarily true of our day. But in that season, uh, not having a child felt bad to her. She felt, she felt like things that didn't go all the way she wanted to. She had prestige, she had prominence, she had power. She was well respected in her community, but she really wanted to have a child. She wanted to have this warm embrace. She wanted to go through this experience. And, and, and so what Gehazi says is, now, if you want to get to the nitty gritty, her greatest need is for God to remove any shadow over her life that makes people look at her differently than what they should. Any shadow over her life that makes people not see how blessed she really is. Any shadow over her life that makes people wonder if the Lord really loves her. Any shadow over her life that causes men and women to walk around her so that she can let the world know that she walks in divine. Y'all miss that? Look at somebody now say, neighbor, every shadow that tried to cover you, God's getting ready to lift it off your life. I'm preaching up in here today. If I say so myself, I feel something. Let me, let me, let me close it. He says, there are no children up in here. 
And the prophet calls her. He said, get that woman. He said, tell her to come here. Come here. Here. Come here. And the Bible says that she came to the doorway and the prophet looked at her and said, about this time next year, you shall have a son. Now, there's nowhere else in the Bible where they had a cross word. But right here, she, got, she called him a liar. Y'all didn't see, is it the scripture? She said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. In other words, lie, lie, pass on fire. Do you get this? Don't be playing me. I'm too old to be playing no games. Don't, don't, don't be talking about I'm going to have something I ain't going to have. Don't be telling everybody it's going to be. No, no, no. This ain't going to happen. I know my season is over, but I'm going to speak into your life that God promised that this season is not through for you. He said, according to the season of your life, I'm getting ready to bless you. And God's getting ready to put it in you. Oh, my God. Look at somebody say, neighbor, this is my season. This is my season. I've got a blessing in this season with my name on it. 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 Let me tell you something. When you trigger favor, the blessings are beyond your wildest imagination. And the Bible says that a year later, that one year later when he came back, there she was with a new baby boy. I need to finish my other story. My Nigerian bishop who spoke peace into this couple, the next year, just like God said it, there were children. Ain't nobody doing like Jesus. God delivered. Y'all ain't got this just yet. I don't know where you are in your season of life. I don't care that you're past having babies. This is not about you bringing a new child in the world. But this is your season to birth forth your new ministry, your new happiness, your new peace, your new joy, your new love. This is your season. I speak favor over your life. This is your season of favor come on praise him come on praise him come on praise him come on praise him, come on, praise him.